Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get a pen. Get a pen. Maybe, maybe we can keep in touch. Keep in touch. Like I did in the old days. It wasn't so long ago. It wasn't that long ago. That was good. Ska. Ska. I want to hear ska and country versions of that. Not together, but individually. This isn't a restaurant. Are you ordering this? <laughs> yeah. Can I get a ska version of the Pen Pals oh, theme? No, we just have the one. We just have the one right now. And then the one that plays you know at what? the end. Let's can- more... can we, you know what then? Let's cancel that. Let's cancel that ska order. Okay. You want to know what that's from? Hmm. That's out of comedian. I know. <laughs> All right, again. Orny Adams we had one, we had and off, Jerry Seinfeld having a chat with Colin Quinn. We had the we had that we had one off mic and now we had one on mic. It's crazy, right? What that we are like singular in our fucking thoughts? Yeah, dude. Yeah. Should we do it? Should we dive in? I mean, I'm I'm like rearing and ready to go. You are? Here's why I say that. Last week we went a little heavy off the top. We well, talked we have so in much. The intro. We want. We want to hang out with these people. I don't. Oh. I don't, dude. I'm Can going through a phase. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm still going to tell people. No, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh god, we're like a month away through the letters <laughs> from the weekend of Tux's part due. We're it's got to be right. Part due because it's Mardi Gras. Oh my god. That was so pleasing. We're singular. Uh, it's weird. Um, um, yeah, you're right. That is what it should be called. Part, and we are a month away. I know. Because today's the 22nd. Well, of what year? Who knows when I we're I don't even know where us. we are. I don't know when we are. Okay. Weekend of Tux's Bart, part... I'm going to start doing a Burt Kreischer style de. podcast where I have no shirt on. <laughs> part deux. Part deux. Um, let us know if you're coming. Let us know if you've got a line on beads. L- let us know if you're making us our sashes. Also, tickets should be up by now. A hundred percent. The secret group. I don't know what the website is. Yeah, what maybe is the, the link will be in the bio for the Instagram. Easily. And I guarantee if you go to the Facebook page, Shanley will have it up. Absoluta tootin'. Get on it, folks. Mm-hmm. Pin Pals live, year number duh. It's your podcast. Adam Shanley just runs it. Adam Shanley <laughs> just owns this podcast. <laughs> we can count on him more than we can count on us. I can't count on myself. I can't count. I can't. I don't know how to count, but sometimes I'll just call Shanley in the middle of the night and I'll just be like, do you remember yeah. be like, what yep. episode I yes. said? And then he'll finish my sentence of a question I didn't even ask yet. I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, dude. <sighs> okay. Is there anything else you want to do? I, Are you I done just, with tool tour time? We're in the middle of it, dude. Why didn't you call your tour tool time? Tool time. Uh, well, when we follow them on the next dates. <laughs> you better. Tool time. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, we got... 
uh, well, tonight, tonight, folks, while I'm in L.A. recording this podcast. In the uh, future. Tonight, I'm seeing Tool in Dallas. And then do tomorrow do, night, I'm performing in Dallas do they at do Sons any of Herman Hall, Deep Ellum. Uh, they they have done a cover. Maybe someone else could speak to in terms of live stuff, but I've seen concerts where they cover No Quarter from Led Zeppelin, and it is absolutely great. Wow. They open with it. Uh, when I saw them in uh, Nashville, Bridgestone Arena. Have you have have Jason you heard Lewin? Any good covers of Tool songs? Not to my, not to your knowledge. If I have, I've forgotten, and okay. I apologize to the person that I'm no, not that's even, okay. that I'm not even offending. Yeah, yeah, you're not <laughs> at all. Okay, I would, I would love to check out if someone, if there are some good covers. Might be a tough, tough band to cover, but I would think so. Um, I did go see Danny Carey at the Baked Potato. I know, and uh, my God, that venue is so much fun, and that show is so much fun, and. Seeing him drum ten feet away from you, in a room where no, if I was in the back row mm-hmm. and I was ten feet away, it's the smallest room in the I'm world. A closet. It's it is a closet. It holds like seven. Have you been there? No. It holds seventy people. I think it might not even hold seventy. It is the most fun, tiny little venue. Did you ever do Cabin in New York City? Nope. Stand up with a K. Sean Patton and Chesley, uh, I feel like maybe Rojo ran. I can't remember everyone who ran it. I know that Chesley and Sean had like had their hands. If I'm forgetting the comic, I'm so sorry. But that was the you couldn't even get in when you were up. Mm-hmm. You couldn't stand at the back of the room. It was the size of this studio we're in. That, I think this actually maybe is a little bit bigger. Wow. And it it was packed, and you were just on this tiny carpeted space. There's no stage. Your tiny carpeted space, and it was so much fun. Of course. And that's Energy, what Baked baby. Potato is. Baked Potato is this tiny jazz club, and you're watching and someone who, in my opinion, is the greatest drummer alive, and he's that close to you, and you're just seeing, you're getting to see what drumming like that looks like up close, right, right. and it is phenomenal. Nice. Um, well, people I don't know should, why, why I even brought that up. Because we were talking about cool little venues. Yeah. And uh, covers of people. So, uh, go see Rory. Catch him. It's a great opportunity. You Dallas, run him into the Dallas ho- tomorrow night. At the concert, Atlanta, and Memphis. Might Our, be a come bit to of a hang. Shows. Yeah, we're gonna be at the. If we're gonna be at every him, show. How great would that be? And then seventeenth, eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. I think maybe eighteenth, nineteenth, twentieth. I'll be doing uh, just working new material in Houston uh, at the Secret Group. Oh, that's already happened. Weekend of Tuxes Part in two. February. Yeah, in February. Okay. Yeah, because in January it's already happened. Also, yeah. Tuxes already happened. Who this knows? Is April. When is what? When is what? So when hashtag when is what? <laughs> so uh, if you're if you uh, want to come to Houston, you get in a day early on a Thursday. You want to hang out with me? I, I I literally would just be doing new material and hanging. That's all I'm going there to do. Um, and then uh, weekend of Tuxes part deux, and that will be that weekend. And then come see Rory and I, and also come see us in Chicago. And that might I don't know have, that I brought this up, but you know that Shanley. Uh, was designing and helping make uh, Adam Jones's guitar. Yes, I, have we talked about it on the show? I don't know. I don't Isn't that so. a crazy, yes. like coincidental thing? It's a great. Adam's part also of a big show. Tool fan, and he's making. Could you imagine if you're a fan of a band and you're like making a guitar that you're like, and then I'll see him play that. It's crazy. M- maybe you know, depending on what he does with it. <laughs> does he? Do they break them? No, they're not like that. Okay. Um, and then come see me in Austin in March. And Cap then let's go to the letters. Scatting letters. We're scatting letters. Scatting is. Somebody so just walked crazy. into somebody else's room or cubicle, and they were like, "What the fuck are you listening to?" They're like, "Man, you're into some indie scat, dude. I never even, dude. I, scat. I go to indie scat. That's the you only do? kind of scat. I don't want to like. And by that, I mean specifically Indianapolis scatting, like groups that scat out of Indianapolis. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, the the Hoosiers. Are, Did you ever go through an acapella phase? I probably at one point thought I could. I was in a chorus. You were. I was in chorus. Me too. I have a decent voice. Yeah. In a, in a, in a choir. <laughs> yeah. And I don't mean like the way we can all blend in, but like I could contribute mm-hmm. positively. Mm-hmm. Not like, oh, I, I, they try to hide me. 
Right. I contributed. Yeah. I, we were bad. Anyways. I have a real sad story about a chorus I'll tell you someday. Is it too long? Just remember. Is there an abbreviated version? You know what else I just remembered? I kind of want to hear it now. I remember, remember I told you I was going to tell you a story someday and not going to do it now? Yes. We were, we were recording some episode, who knows when or what. Yeah. And I was like, I'm going to tell you this story sometime. Now I'm going to do it right now, but someday I'll drop it. So now you have two of those? You, I have you've... no idea what the first story was. I don't remember. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I know it, but I don't remember what it was. You'd have to, honestly, let's see, let's see how good Shanley is. Shanley, what episode did Daniel say that in? He and, already knows. Well, no, because then you you might remember. It you might, might hear it and go, memory. "Oh, that's what I was going to tell you." Yeah, I guarantee you that's what it is because it had to stem off something we were talking about. I should write it down. Stories to tell, Rory's. We'll write this one down. Stories to tell, Rory's, <laughs> and the, the, it's you telling me and Rory McElroy stories. <laughs> <laughs> stories to tell, Rory's, and some Gilmore. I'm going to see if he'll want to do that podcast. I don't know if he's going to be busy with golf all year. Um, stories for Rory's. I'm going to go first. You are. I'm gonna go I feel first. like you haven't gone first in a long time for some reason. I don't know if I have. When is time? And then time? we just did one letter last week, because when is what? Dear Pen Pals, okay. I am a penny heartily working towards being a paller and a Patreon subscriber. I started dating a girl in February of this year, that would be 2019, mm-hmm. that I met in a school program out here in L.A. Now we both live out here, not together, and I now think I've gotten in over my head. Interesting. Okay. The plot thickens. I don't think she's a bad person by any stretch, but I now think we're too dissimilar to work out well in the long run. She's very attached to her misogynist father. She told me that he once said men were better than women. (laughs) He just said that. I know we don't like to jump in too much mid-letter because of what happened with the sandwiches, but he just said it. Hey, honey. Yeah, Dad? I know. Men are better than women. (laughs) Now I got to go. Tell your mom I love her. (laughs) And I respect her. I'm in the room, Glenn. Tell your mom I love her and I respect her. But men are better than women. I gotta go. Who drops that? I I would love it if it was... you know men are better than women. Was it casual? I wish it was out of context. And the the woman woman in this who told... The the daughter. Mm -hmm. She was like... And anyways, he was talking about peeing standing up. Right. You're like, oh, like, I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever officially judged. The, the <laughs> subway better at it, but I could see why maybe you would think that. The sandwich artist <laughs> asked him if he wanted a cookie. He said, "Men are better than women." <laughs> and I was like, "Dad, stop it!" But then I looked down, and they had labeled chocolate chip cookies as men. <laughs> Right, <laughs> and then and oatmeal raisin. Yeah, that's women. And what we've later learned is that chocolate chip is healthier, and men are better than women. That made me laugh so hard because uh, it's like it, it's that, so dumb, but it's so bizarre now. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what I'm saying. When I, somebody said, it's like, you "I understand," still think this? I understand that we had to evolve. Uh, like I understand where we once were, right? And I understand like why and what perception was, and then it got like out of hand. I get it. Sure. I get that some people collectively were just like men are better than women, and this is how things are going to be, and everyone just kind of went along with it. And then people fought against it, going, "This is what? Are, what are we basing this on? What does right. this even mean? Why are we living like this?" Right. And what I like is that in my personal opinion, and we're not there yet, but what I like is those people in history that went, I don't know, this sounds absurd. And obviously it's mostly sure. women and then maybe like a few compassionate men who are like, yeah, I'm on your side. I don't know why we're, why we, why we, men think this. Mm-hmm. They, they, their voices didn't go unheard. It has, it has, that seed was planted at a point in history where now there are many people going to the point where my natural reaction was to laugh at someone who's like, men are better than women. And you just go, God, where are you? Where are you like in the like, world of like levels of existence and where your brain and like who you think and what you like, think? What do you sign That's up so for? so bizarre to me. Like when you say men are better than women... It makes me think you're doing a character where you know that's an absurd thing to right, say. because it's so far <laughs> out it's there. it's so far it'd be out like, there. Rory, it'd be somebody like, well, you know, they're Cambodian, so you can't trust them. You're like, what? Cambodians. You can't yeah, trust Cambodians. Like, what are you talking about? Where? How? 
What? Where and how are you? What are you right. okay? Right. Man. What YouTube channel are you watching? And I get there's some watching? people listening right now and they go, I don't think this is something to laugh at. And I even understand, I understand what you're saying. I understand the, I don't think it's funny because it is, it, to me, it's so unfathomable. My natural instinct that I cannot control ridiculous. is to laugh at the ridiculousness ridiculous. of it. But I understand someone being like, well, there, there, a lot of people are still like this. I know. I know. We're reading a letter about a guy. But no matter how many people are or aren't like this. Anyone being like this still makes me laugh mm-hmm. because it's so simple. It's just a simple, you have a simple brain. There's no complexity to you. And you think that would embarrass you. And overall, her family doesn't uh, seem as caring as mine. That's not the bad thing. The bad thing is she can't seem to decide to do anything that they may see and disapprove of because to me it sounds like they'd straight up disown her. I, on the other hand, come from an Indiana family, well, that's my favorite scat, mm-hmm. uh, where my parents, dad especially, are very... Co- have you ever noticed this happens a lot in letters? Well, we'll we, we will have riffed something, and, and then like something like up. that where it just comes up. It's weird. I haven't read this letter. I neither have I. <laughs> that, that's in there. That's bizarre. I don't think. I have read this several times. <laughs> um from an Indiana family where my parents, dad especially, are very conservative, but I know that if I came out as transgender, transgender to them tomorrow, something that would be astoundingly hard for my parents, they would love me nonetheless. And that is, uh, that's great. That's how you should be. Her reticence scares me about, uh, you should be accepting is what I mean, not the first part. Her reticence scares me about any choices we would make in the future, and we've already made some. She took me home to her family two months ago, and I'm taking her home next month. I've already had really close friends tell me that they don't think she's right for me, and the problem is that I had been feeling that way since before they told me. It's been creeping up on me, but I think in the near future, I'll have to break up with her. But I want to remain in her life as a friend because I do care about her. All of this is also a problem because we've been taking talking marriage and future since a few months, in, I have a bad habit of going deep too quickly. We already have plans to go see Russell Howard in May of next year at Dynasty Typewriter because I bought the tickets knowing she would love them, and she did. I don't know what to do or how to break up with her without absolutely destroying her self-esteem. I think I'll always love her, but not in a romantic way, and I don't know what to do. I'd love some advice or quips or whatever the hell on the subject. Thanks. Your pen pal, JK. P.S. My middle school gym teacher was in Hoosiers as a ref, and the guy who sells high school class rings was on the team in the movie. Can I say something? What? Have we read this letter before? No. Are you positive? Yes. It seems so familiar to another letter. They, well, a lot of people are have you pontering. Are you pontering me? Who? Why would I be? <laughs> Am I getting ponters? I haven't even seen Hoosiers. How would I even know who the refs are? And that's your fault. You know what? At have this we point, read this? At this point, Rory, it's your fault. I haven't seen Hoosiers. <laughs> I know. Look, you think I don't go to bed at night thinking about it? Yes. Ask Jordan if I cried last night. But was that why? I cry every night. But well, the point is, I'm so vain. I probably think that cries about me. <laughs> Are you crying about me? Dan, stop calling when I'm crying. God, it seems such a familiar letter, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. But you know what not. I honestly hope you don't? I hope Shanley, I hope this episode comes out, Shanley's like, guys, you're starting to redo letters. We're like, dude, we don't even fucking know what we're okay. doing. You know what? That's how much we care. That's how We care we'll so much. We're like, let's, let's hit this from another angle, dude. Double tap. And what if we give up, the down, complete up, down, opposite right. advice and this person's like, Jesus <laughs> I don't know Christ. what to do. <laughs> All right, uh, this there's a lot in here. Um, First off, can you explain to me at the end what's that last sentence? Hoosiers, what? So the movie Hoosiers. My middle school gym teacher was in the movie play, and he played a ref, okay. a referee. And this is the part I got confused on. And the guy who sells high school class rings, uh, I guess at their school. Was on the team in the movie. That's oh, crazy. I okay. wonder who he was in the movie. Well, I wouldn't know because one of my closest friends won't show me the movie. Yeah, but I will. I'll show it to you soon. <laughs> dude, you're so unvain. You didn't even know that comment was about <laughs> Yeah, no you. one ever goes the opposite way. Dude, you're so humble. You don't even, you haven't even heard this song yet. <laughs> Carly Simon, 74 years young today. Mm-hmm. Not well, today, but when? Who? When? When is what? <laughs> That's when. That this might be my favorite. <laughs> when is what? If you're not, if you're showing up, if you're showing up in and Texas for the live show, and you have a when is what 
t-shirt, you're 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 a person. You're a real person. You're like a real fucking person, dude. Um, okay, so be a that, goddamn R- Hoosiers. I don't know about. Um, let's go into that. You know, you know song. what I like about this letter because one thing that we don't bring up a lot. I know last week we did the seven. Is Carly Simon seventy one? We did sure. that. We don't do that all the time. You know, we actually used to do all the time. We don't do it all the time now. We don't talk about F two Fs as much. We we don't have letters where we really? say you got to go face to face. That we don't. We don't have letters where we go, well, you got to go face-to-face. Face. We haven't had one in a while. Part of the, did they, what was their name? Did they sign off? Or no? JK, dude. JK Simmons. Simons. Uh, you you have to go F2F with yourself. The first thing in- Two, two people. Yourself and then this this girl. Oh, yes, of course. But first to yourself. And I'm going to tell you one sentence in Absolute there. Absolute Doesn't it dude. near the bottom, doesn't JK write- uh, I don't, uh, I just, I'm, I'm going to love this person, but not romantically. I think I'll always love her, but not in a romantic way, then and I don't know on. what to do. I'd love some advice you know or exactly what or whatever you do. the hell on the subject. The real sentence is, I'll always love them, but not romantically, and I don't want to do anything about it. Because you know exactly what to do. JK. And I'm telling you as a friend. I'm just being straight F2. I'm F2Fing you, JK. But here's what I like. Here's what I like. I mean, JK knows care. the deal. JK knows the deal. Knows... That that uh, he or she I guess yeah. it's a, needs a little bit of a shove, and so he wrote this letter to get the shove. Okay, we, Dan, you, we're here I, for When it. you say, "Hey, I'd love some advice or quips or whatever the hell on the subject," we're going to give you what you need. Sure. You have to do this. You know this relationship is not for you. Right. You're not into the family. Men are better than women. Men are better than women. You're not. You're not feeling it with her. Let, I mean. It, it, okay, you know what? Let's 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 take it from a couple different places. Is there a part of you that that if if she wasn't this way with her parents, if her parents weren't Is that involved, the only thing? No, can't be. He's talking about romantic love, but he didn't list anything. List anything else, right? What is reddit when he says her reticence scares me about any choices we make in the future? What does that mean? Reticence? Yeah, I, I think he's talking about Renaissance fairs. But that can't be yeah, right. because you'd love that person. Her Renaissance fairs scare me. Reticence is like uh, you're like uh, unease to move forward. That's my best guess, and I feel like I'm right. Like so, so he's not into who she is at the core. There's a part of me that thinks there's a core in her that could change. It seems like she is unknowingly handcuffed to the ideals of her parents, and like we all do. And very many people grow up in this situation. You, it, it, numerous species experience this. Right. When you, when you are, there's a little bit of brainwash to it, but a lot of it's the heart too. Like you might have parents who are not great people, but you are their child, and you, they are what you knew growing up. And you develop this sense of uh, loyalty and compassion and love. That is subconscious. It has. No, it's not a conscious choice that you make. And then when someone goes, "Your dad's a pile of shit," you should mm-hmm. say something. It isn't this easy thing to do. It. You can't just go, "Oh yeah, you're right," and I can base it all on that thing that he said or that thing that he did, and I can walk away and go, "Fuck you." Now that might be a healthy thing for someone to do, but and you, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. You you have this even like abusive. Parents that are verbally abusive, physically abusive, and like well, you just have, might have a blind spot about the, the, it. You're like, like, oh, like, and then... To go back to like cunty grandma, that that's a situation too, where even that the person that wrote us that letter was saying they still had reservations about how to confront someone that was treating them that badly, yeah. and it's because you are you 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 are born into this world. And these these people, these voices, the these skin contact, the these these uh, connections that we can't see where we are as evolved humans, where we're at, we're not there yet. We can't see how much and how, what the connection that we truly have to people. That it isn't as simple as saying, "Well, fuck you," but it doesn't right. mean that person can't totally change. If you're feeling that this uh, woman is just not. The woman, and you're in too deep, and it isn't a matter of her changing. That's one thing. If you love her, and you're like, I don't know if she, if she could see what I see. Now, granted, you don't want someone to change just for you, because then you're, it's kind of selfish, and you're 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 taking away their individuality. 
But if you think she's handcuffed to her parents' ideals, and if she somehow could realize that and break free from those handcuffs, maybe you'd be like, oh my God, it's we hit it great now because she's not you know, doing these things to make her misogynist dad happy right. any longer. Then would you go, oh, well, I could be with that person. But the, she doesn't I, I, romantically love But him. I'm throwing this all out there saying when you go F to F, these are things you have to talk to yourself about and to her about. You know, Daniel and I, we're we're here at a at a distance, not only physically from this matter and these two people, we're also at a distance time-wise, you know? Wow. When we got this letter and where you're at and what's going on. When is what? When is what? Meaning, you know, we can't comment as though we got to watch you guys interact for a week and just kind of say what we noticed. We have to go off of this one-sided letter. But this is the thing, Roar. You like your in-laws. Yeah. If this was a letter about, I don't think I can be with this person because I don't like their dad, I would tell them, sorry, T.S., that's not enough. I, I agree. If, if if you're just telling me I don't like this person's parents, you're going to let love, your love of a person, you're going to let... Other people come in between that. Now, if that person's, if their love of their dad and their dad being a bad person or mom being a bad person or whatever uh, infiltrates your relationship, well, then you have an issue with that person because of their relationship by proxy. Yeah. But if it's like, you know what, this girl is the best or this guy is the best, her parents and I just don't click at all. Yeah. I'd be like, well, T.S. That, I mean, don't, you're trying to look, so what? You're going to go be with somebody who you connect with on a lower level, but goddamn, you love your in-laws. No, right. go for the strongest connection with a person. Yeah. As long as the connection to their to their parents doesn't negatively infiltrate. You, you know, if they're like, yeah, my, my parents don't really get along with many people. Don't worry about it. Like, yes. it's no big deal. They'd be like, oh, okay. I, it would be great if they did. I would love to have every Christmas and 4th of July be awesome. But, but okay. I guess that's just not part of this package. But God, I'm glad I have you. Yeah. That isn't what's happening here. This yes. is... he. I think JK is not in love with this person. Right. And is then... Trying to get confirmation bias for the lack of love and the lack of romance by being like, I'm just not really, f I, like if it was us, I love Rory I, as a person, I love him. I'm not really feeling romance. And then I'm like, well, why? I guess I don't like his dad. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. I guess I don't, like you're trying to then f fill in the gap after you've already come to the conclusion. Yeah, TS by the way stands for Tough Snickerdoodles. And that's, <laughs> Dan loves that, that phrase. He's always loved it. Oh, I could tell you a story about that too. <laughs> Write so, it down dude. Write it okay, down. Okay, alright. I, I think you, I think you've got some great points in here. I And to that point, I think when you go F to F, you can't and I mean with her, you can't just say I don't know. I just think we're not working anymore, and I don't think it's. I think spill, but you could. all of this information. I think you just got to say, here's what, and 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 I'm not saying come at it from this. Come from it from a matter of fact place. Be like, I I your dad, your dad's no, misogyny or... is an issue for me. Okay, yes, it is an issue. That is for a me. red flag. That yeah. is a problem. It's it's a problem for but me. But you know what the real deal is, Roar? I don't see a romantic future for us. But I mean... But I, I love you. But I think... That's it. But here's what I'm saying. I'm saying say all of that. Oh, okay. I think say everything. Well, that is when... You know what? Here's the deal. After I'm you say that, and they're like, what? You. Like, what is wrong with us? It's crazy. They talked about marriage a few months in. That's... Yikes! Yikes. Jesus Christ. You got a date for at least a year, maybe? I don't know. Yeah, it is. That, it, you know what? That's Have a great point. Have you gone point. to the marriage advice counselor scatters? <laughs> That's a great point you just said, though. You got a date for like a year? I don't know. Because the real yeah. deal is we are saying, well, that's fast. But also, when it, the time is when the time when is. When is what? Right. So I kind of take back my freaking out over the week. Not too much. But if you're like, well, I have to wait till seven months before I even broach the night. I hate no. that. That's not organic either. Right. Exactly. There is an organic. Here's the thing. When someone goes, I have to wait seven years before I propose. That's not organic and maybe that's not right. But also going, I did it a few months in. I also don't think that's organic. I think that's forced and you, you didn't know, let it just be what it is. few months in, super honeymoon period. You're also never going to know. Like, I think it takes years Look, we hide ourselves from ourselves. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You there are times when you are home, when you are home. That's a great. When you're sentence, in a space, Roy. by you yourself. credit for that. We hide ourselves 
from ourselves. Yeah. I'm not fucking around with you. That's great. I think it's true. It is true. And when you're home by yourself and you are you're just being who you are in your comfortable space. Sure. Next time you're doing that, notice that you're doing that. And then ask yourself, would I let just people know that this is actually who I am? You wish the answer could say yes. You would, would be yes. Mm-hmm. But very few people actually do it. And then some people who are truly themselves, we call them crazy or weird. Right. And they're not. We're actually all crazy and weird. Mm-hmm. But because we're all truly like that individually, we're actually all just normal. And that's exactly how we should be. Meaning... When you are intimately involved with someone, especially when it's like it's it's you know seemingly love and it's seemingly lustful and it's right. like ah we just want to sleep together and hook up because it does come from a physical place sure. I believe first yes but, but it, even if it doesn't wherever it comes from you're still trying to be at the top of your game you know what I mean yeah when you start dating someone. You are both like, oh, I want to give you the A+, because I want you to be blown away. I want you to be impressed. I want you to like what you're getting. I want you to see this product when I fucking fully take care of it. You need to see the person when they go, I don't give a fuck if you see my F, if you see my failing grade. Mm -hmm. I don't give a fuck if you see it. And you see the failing grade, and you go, I'm in, dude. I'm in, baby. I love it. That's when you go, I think we might be a good match. Do you like my F? I like your F. Okay, we both like each other. Let's do it. Right. That's when you know. And you're not but, showing Fs a few months yes, in. Yes. You're not showing a few months in. And here's why I think you don't you know. Can't, you don't even have the opportunity yet. To here's why I think you, you don't. You can't do it a few months in. And I don't think why you can set it for seven years. Because everybody is an individual and couples become couples in their own organic way. That I couldn't tell you at what point you're both going to show each other your failing grade version of yourself. Some people do it within six months. They go, fuck, I'm in. And, they, I, and who am I to say? Well, it's not long enough. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think a few months, and I could be wrong about a few months, but here's why I don't think I am. You're not wrong. Because I don't think you've shown each other the S. Some people are right, yeah, but also some people walk up to a roulette table and put $100 on eight, and yeah. it lands on eight. Yeah. Now, was that a smart bet? No. Yes. Did it pay off, though? Yes. Yeah. So it's like, there are people a couple months in, weeks in, days in, like, you're my one forever, and yeah. they were right. But yeah. they, that was a big fucking gamble. You find out. Her parents are misogynist. I, I don't know. It seems like it's just the dad and the mom kind of runs with it because she's probably in too deep, too. Right. Probably because we got married a few months in. But anyways, <laughs> the dad's a misogynist, and it bothers you, and the girl you're dating maybe tries to cover it up with just like, yeah, but he's this guy. And he's like, I'm, I'm, here's the thing. I'm kind of seeing your F, my version of I think that's an F, and I'm like, I don't like that. Right. And you're trying to talk me into it being a C plus, maybe a B minus. Right. And I'm trying to be like, but it's not. Right. For me, it's an F. Right. And and you know what? I can, might be able to live with it being an F, but that is what I'm talking about with my earlier point. When you start telling me like- But if you can't live with it being an F, then right. I can't live with right. it being an F. Right. If you're trying to make it be a B, yeah. you know, like if I'm going to be, this is personal, whatever. I don't give a shit. If you're dating somebody and their parents are big time Trump supporters and the person you're dating isn't like, yeah, I know it's fucking, what I, I hate it. I'm yeah. Like, well, I hate it. Yeah. But it, I've tried. You also can't blame hate people it. for other people. That's my point. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and you're like, oh, okay, you're your own person. You can't choose. Like, yeah, people, you, you have to deal with it. But if you're telling me, like, no, you, when we're there, you have to act like Trump is fine and you've got to be they're cool like, with I it. I can't do it. Right. Yeah. And, and they're I trying to then make shut. that F, in my opinion. Yeah. That's my personal feeling. Um, but uh, if, if they're trying to make that F, like, no, we've got to act like that's an A. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I can't be, I can't. you're asking me to yeah. be something I'm not, and you're being something you're not, and that's when it becomes, that's the part that's us. Yeah. I can live with the people you have to be attached to being Fs in some ways. Yeah. Not every way. Not every when way. When two people, when two people, when one goes, hey, that's my F, and the other brother goes, this is my F, and they both simultaneously go, that's your F? Fuck, I thought that was an A. You both go, God, I love you so much. <laughs> yeah. You thought my F was an A? Mm-hmm. You haven't, I haven't shown you an A yet. Be like, oh, I can't wait. <laughs> like, I was Dude, trying to, th- I was like trying those to show cartoons. you the A. Remember those cartoons? Love is. Yeah. Love is when their F is your A. You know what? Also, like, like when you're like, I gotta, I don't want you to know this, but I need to fucking take a shit. That's when you're trying to deliver that A well, still. And we're not getting into that. But someone, you get, you go to the F, like, man, you fucking blew out that bathroom. You're like, look, that's th- that happens sometimes. And they're like, me too. And you go, God, I love you so much. I'm not on the road with you. You don't have this, to. You don't have to come stuff. with me. You don't have to come with me. You're farting in front of people you love. I can't. 
I can't. I'm willing to put my F out there. I still love you, though. And that's how I know. Do I fart in front of you? You're gross. Do I fart in front of you? You have. If I had to take a shit, we're both sitting in a hotel room. We're not romantically in love anymore. We're sitting in a hotel room, and I got to take a shit. And I go, Dan, I got to go take a shit. I'm going to put on some music so you don't have to hear me. Well, I'm going to go in the other room. I'm going to light a match, and I'm going to do all this stuff. You don't go, "Ah, it's gross. You go, yeah, you're a person. Of course. But of now, course, but that's all considerate. But you're, now, you're hold not, on, hold on. I'm a woman. We're on our first date, and I say the exact same thing to you. So like, I gotta go take a shit. <laughs> like, I'm gonna oh put music on. God. I'm gonna light a match. And you, and but here's the like, thing. Oh, but here's the thing. It's the first date, and you, you're like, you're like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> right? Five years later, five years later, you're married to this person. Okay. And that your wife goes, yeah, I got, I got to go take a shit. I'll get I some music on. I'm a light of match. Like I'm just saying. No, I'm saying that's what I would say. They, no, why you are wouldn't. we even talking like no, this? No, you wouldn't. They, you, here's what would happen. We're gonna drop a deuce. I'm gonna go take a shit. I'm gonna put music on, and uh, I'm gonna light a match. And you would go. And I already know this. You don't even have to answer. <laughs> you would go. You love me. Yeah, you would go. You good? Everything good? You're like, yeah, yeah. No, just get that shit. Like, all right, cool. I'm just asking because you know I felt something in my stomach too after that lunch. Right. And then you, and and those are that, that right there is called people. Those are people. Right. God, I fucking love it when I call people people. Because that's what people are. I just, just don't. people. I mean, re- honestly, I'd be like, just go down to the lobby. To your wife of, of five years? I don't know. No, you wouldn't. I don't want to blow out a bathroom with them in those fucking sliding hotel doors. You know where it just slides I shut? The and slide. then there's always a half an inch. And you're like, you know I might I'm as over? well just leave the you door open. You have a hotel... And they're like, go, yeah, I go down to the it's lobby. It's frosted glass. That's even worse. And you're like, oh, so you can kind of still see that I'm sitting down shitting. You're already going to smell it. You're already going to hear it. But now you can kind of see it through the frosted glass, you Ikea motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you Ikea cabinet making motherfucker. <laughs> All right, we got to go on. Yeah, we got to get out of here. We don't, we we don't got to get out of here. We just got to go on. I got other stuff. JK, I think you know the deal. Go F to F with yourself, then go F to F with this girl. You know you don't, you're don't. you not in. Right. And you're can, not in. Can you I don't say, want it. If it is the deal where you're trying to then fill in the confirmation after you come to the determination. Don't lie to yourself and don't lie to her. Right. It's okay to say, uh, God, I think you're great. I just don't. And this is so fucking easy to say rather than really F to F say. But I... I I don't feel like we have a romantic future. Yeah, that's fine. That's, that's fine. the truth. That's the truth. That is the truth. Okay. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk. And your pen pals, Rory Scoble. Hey, Do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love. 
and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW. And we're back, folks. We're always deep in it. We are always here, 24-7 pen pals. That's an HBO show? 24-7 pen pals. We read letters nonstop. What if we could get Liev Schreiber? We can. You think? No. We're still trying to get Michael Keaton. I want to get Michael Keaton so bad. If we get Liev, we're going to get Michael. I'd love to have Liev. Yeah. If we could have Liev just cut a Spotlight, couple promos that's their for connection. Us. You got his cell number, Liev. Come on. He's like, guys, here's the deal. I'm Liev Schreiber. That's so good. <laughs> it's better than your better. Here's the deal, guys. I was in Scream 2. And 1. Was he? Yeah. He, he doesn't played... pop up in 1. Yes, he does. Does he? He's Nev Campbell's mom's old boyfriend. That's right. Son. Boyfriend. Yeah. I don't remember. Boyfriend. He's seen he was the boy in the jacket. That's exactly right. That's so good. Here's the thing. I was in spots. It's kind of a little Stephen Wright, too. Here's you, what I want to have. It is a little Stephen Wright. They, those two are never in the same room at the same time. Tell me that. Tell you, when is what? God, I love when is what so much. When <laughs> is what might be my favorite thing we've ever stumbled on. <laughs> and I know that I've said that every time we stumble on something new. But that's great. But that's what you want. I know. When is what? Okay. Ready for this? How many times have you followed Imagine with Dragons when anytime you've someone socially has said it? I. Dragon. <laughs> it's the best, isn't it? I know. I've been thinking about it and I was wondering if you still thought about it. I think about it all the time. Okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. It's a little relationship you want as well. That's good. We got a little theme going today. Good afternoon, pals. I'll accept that. Back in April, I matched with this girl on Bumble, and we hit it off right away. Bumble is a dating app. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling that. Not as good as mine, which still hasn't gotten off the ground. Wait, what? Remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pleasantries. You have a great one. Pleasantries. Pleasantries. I'm going to talk to some people. We're going to get that going. Okay. Okay, ready? Yes. Back in April, I matched with this girl on Bumble, and we hit it off right away. She was great. A good hang, someone you could easily riff with, but also do- down to talk about deep stuff. You just described pen pals. Yeah. For some context, we were both around this we were both around the same age, wouldn't you always be? Early to mid 30s and we both had gotten out of long-term relationships in January. She told me she really enjoyed spending time with me but would allude that she had personal struggles she needed to work on. One day, about a month into seeing each other, she messaged me saying that she hadn't been doing too well and wasn't ready to start dating again. I basically replied, do what you need to do. If you have, a, you have my number, if you ever want to reach back out. I was really bummed. Since we'd only known each other for a month, I figured this feeling would roll off of me. But here it is almost eight months later, and I still think about her. We're still friends on Facebook slash Instagram, and I've noticed that she's totally inactive since the break, giving me reason to believe that she is actually trying to get help and trying to disconnect from the possible relapse triggers of social media. I've been trying to move on and have gone out on dates with others since then, but still can't get her out of my mind. I sent her a short email about a month after we ended things just to check in. I didn't hear back because I told her, don't feel the need to reply. I just wanted to let you know I was thinking about you and hope you're doing well. My question is, do I reach back out again? Should I have not sent that email? Obviously, I'd been I'd be in favor of getting back into a relationship slash friendship, but even just to have a bit of closure would be great. It's also worth mentioning that we live within eight minutes of each other, and it's not out of the realm of possibilities of running into her at the grocery store. I don't know what kind of stuff she's going through, and I don't want to jeopardize any progress she's made. Since we only dated for a month, am I crazy? Like I said, things were really good, but it is... But is that only because we didn't spend enough time to experience the bad? I keep asking some myself... themes today. Yeah. I keep asking myself this to stay grounded. Any advice would be welcome. Thanks in advance. Your paler. You can call me... Deuce. Come on. What is going on? I have no idea. 
Part Deuce. Crazy. P.S. Song for the playlist. Roses Are Free by Ween. Love it. Do you love know? Ween. I don't know that song. I don't know it, but I love Ween. Um, okay. We give thoughtful answers, but I can also usually give really fast ones. And I would like to you tell. Got a, you got a fast one? A fast answer for Deuce? Yeah. Part Deuce. Uh, Tux's part two. Was this the song? Roses are free. Long intro. No, not too long. Oh, I know this song. Never this is a, this is a great Wayne song. Never heard it in my Can life. I zoom it in. Sounds like Daft Punk. <laughs> I fast forwarded like two minutes. It's like still. <laughs> yeah, it sounded like you didn't fast forward at all. It was a perfect <laughs> jump cut. Dude, are you a record producer? No, I'm Leo Schreiber. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Pen Pals 24-7. 24-7 Pen Pals. I'm Leo Schreiber. <laughs> Why do we park in a driveway and drive in a parkway? <laughs> I think that's Gallagher. Why do we have a pair of pants but only one bra? That's a really good uh, Stephen right You're there. listening to Super Sounds of the 70s. Man. This is Steeler's Wheel. What, Look, was, that, what was that on where he was the DJ? Reservoir Dogs, baby. Yes. Couldn't remember that. Hey, this is K-Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. Right. You know, Reservoir Dogs, a lot of that was shot in my neighborhood. Really? A lot of it. Eagle Rock. Have you ever seen it done as a play? No. It's supposed to be great, because it all takes place in the warehouse. Oh, that's exactly right. I know. I'm Leo Shrek. And I'm welcome Stephen ba- Wright. Welcome back to... <laughs> welcome back to Wright or Shriver. Hi. How are you? I'm Stephen. Or am I Leo? Why do we have a pair of panties but only one bra? It sounds like when you love to go to Leo Schreiber and go, like, let's say he's doing press for a movie, uh-huh. and you're like, "Hey, uh, Daniel Van Kirk here from uh, Pen Pals." Oh, of course, I'm a big fan. Uh, could you just do a quick impression of, of Stephen Wright <laughs> and just see if he's like, "I don't, uh, I don't do impressions." That's incredible. Thanks. <laughs> You're listening to K Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. That's incredible. Thanks so much, Leo. <laughs> Coming straight off the charts, we've got this new hit single by Patrick Keenan in the Winter Sounds. It's called Pen Pills. Well, Leo, I mean, that's spot on. Okay, next episode, I'm going to intro the, the theme song as Stephen Wright from K Billy's Super Sounds of the 70s. Write it down, dude. You're going to forget. Write it down, dude. It's a week away. Write it down. When is what? When is what? Okay. Hit it. Yeah, here's. I. Uh, uh, what did you deuce? Here's my thing, deuce. First of all, deuceies. We kind of have a little bit of the other thing where it's somebody being like, "Well, what if this and that?" I'm like, no, you've already got your answer. You already know. Okay, it doesn't matter that the dad's this. That's not great. I love because and you already respect, know what's what. I love and respect the compassion. I do too. And the caring, but and also the awareness, right? That we're getting here because that's big. It's big time to be like that, right? But. You don't. You know what the closure was? The closure was that person saying, and I say this with kindness, Deuce. It was the person saying to you, "Hey, I'm sorry, I can't really do this right now." And you saying, "Okay, that's totally cool. Hit me up if you ever want to reach back out." That was the closure. Exactly. And you saying, "Well, I should. Is it cool if I reach out to them because we live close? I could run into each other. We might see each other at the grocery store." Well, then you know what? Then let that happen. Let that happen, but you can't force these. That's what I'm saying. So you being like, "Oh, I might as well send them an email anyway because we might run into each other." No, those aren't. That's not an equivalency. Yes, you you need to say to yourself, "Hey, if I ever see them again, here's what I'll say," and then let the universe determine if you guys go to the grocery store at the same time. And if they do, and you see them, don't be. You don't have to be weird. You don't have to be like, "Oh shit, I'm in the same aisle as you." You can walk right up to be like, "It's so good to see you. I hope you're well. Uh, If things have changed or whatever." Don't forget to let me know. Yes. Also, you got it. Like timing, timing, timing. sometimes oh, isn't right. God. But like, imagine sometimes you run into never a what? year from now. Exactly right. That's why it's the greatest thing we've ever come up with. Um, a year from now, that person has worked through this stuff, and they've come out on the other side. This whole other person who has these whole other interests. Right. Who now you bump into the grocery store, and they have a crazy attraction to you. Or don't. But but let's but, say, but, but let's I'm, go I'm with yours. Go, I'm let's just go going with, with that. Let's go with I, I'm yes. just going with the fact that there is a world where when people say you got to let it go and see if it comes back, that is very hard to do because we as human beings think when you let something go, you've lost possession of something. Mm-hmm. And I, I I I know that possession is not the way to look at a relationship, but it's just the word I'm going with. Right. You've you've lost that thing that you had, right. and it was yours. It was in your circle, and now it's out. It was in your circle, and now you may never see it again. Right. That coming to terms with that, 
and 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 not seeing that negatively and seeing it positively is in my opinion a great step towards finding joy and happiness because what you're doing is you are walking away from trying to let things you can't control dictate your emotions you can control your emotions you can learn what emotions are and mm-hmm. learn how they affect you learn how something affects you learn how to communicate emotionally the, the that is like a path towards figuring out if you can control your emotions and you can figure out well I know I know what makes me feel what so I avoid it and right. I know what makes me feel happy so I seek it out right that those are things that can happen that that if that you have control over but if it, a relationship and the beauty of a relationship is that it isn't something that you can ever have control over as a thing all you can control is what you're contributing to the relationship and you're either controlling the fact that you're contributing something good mm-hmm. or you're contributing something negatively yeah. but what you can't control is what you're going to get back from that contribution right. and i think a lot of times people put expectations out there as to what they think they're owed back or what they should get back or they want to get back now it isn't that you know if if I'm in a relationship with with Daniel here mm-hmm. and I want to tell him what bothers me or what is broken or what needs to be communicated that that is not I can control the fact that I think we should have that conversation but I can't control what outcome is going to come of it meaning I can't place how I'm going to feel on that outcome. I can't say, yeah, but Daniel, I told you that this needs to change and then it didn't. And now I'm re- disappointed and I feel like you don't care about me because the thing didn't change. You can't do that. You have to wait and just see what comes back. You right. have to see if Daniel is willing to go, "Oh, well, I'm contributing this." You have to be aware. Be aware of what the other person's contributing. Be aware of what they're not contributing. Taking control of those things will answer, personally answer for for you, all of your relationship, not just your friendships, not just your, uh, like, uh, your, your more romantically involved relationships, but every single relationship you have with every single person you encounter. If you can eliminate the expectation and eliminate the assumption and eliminate these, these things that you can't control— then you can maybe find that you're, you 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 can start to steer yourself towards people like, you know, I, I, I recognize how much Daniel puts into our friendship. Mm-hmm. I recognize. I'm not a person who takes that first step in my friendships. I don't immediately put myself out there. I don't you're immediately. Doing, you're pretty good. You, but, but, you checked on me a few but, times and it meant a lot. But I mean, when, but I, those are relationships that start to develop. Sure. I start to notice, oh, Daniel has checked in on me. Oh, Daniel has said, let's go hang out. That's when the light bulb goes off for me where I go, oh, I'm friends with Daniel. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I am like that. Yeah. And there's people maybe right now, and I'm not saying like, oh, I'm so popular. I'm not saying that by any means at all. But like even like with Jay Larson, Jay would say like, let's hang out. Let's do these things. And I, for whatever, and I think I've talked about it on the show before, but I, I don't recognize it till it's it's already out there, and then I go, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah, you're right, yeah." I I I don't see it, right. and it's not that I'm not looking for it, but right. I might also have this assumption that this other person doesn't want that from me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which is why I say be alert and aware to what someone else is contributing. You wanting to like hang out with me at some point doesn't mean that I. I couldn't have taken that first step. I might not be a person that takes that first step. But if I'm paying attention, right. I go, oh, this is a friendship I could have. Right. And if Daniel's paying attention, maybe he notices I'm not contributing anything back every single time he wants to hang out. And then you go, oh, that's not a friendship. But right. if Daniel goes, hey, I don't get it. I've asked to hang out a lot of times and you don't fucking come and hang out. Now I'm in the position to go, yeah. Yeah. What, what did you think that meant? And right. then he would go, oh, yeah. yeah. But because Daniel has an expectation and he's not paying attention, he's, his mis- he's misinterpreting it. Or he could get his information specifically from it. But the reason I brought up how I am, don't assume because someone's not contributing right out of the gate that they maybe won't. They might be like me and a little aloof or think, oh, yeah, you're uh, like if you said let's hang out 
when people do that the first time with me, sure. there's a part of me that goes, oh, he's being nice. I'm not I, like, right. I beat myself up a little bit. I'm right. like, oh, he's being nice. Why, what What would we do? Like, right. I, like I'm, I, I'm uninteresting. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people might think that's crazy, but that's where I come from. That's where my brain I'm, I'm similar. is set. And then when I realize, oh, they do want to hang out. Oh, this person likes hanging out with me. This is my friend. I'm not smart enough to start those things. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not bold enough to reach out to start those things. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't mean I don't want them. And then you look at all relationships like that. There's people that might be trying to reach out with this person, uh, Deuce, in this letter. that They're unaware. They're They're hung up on the person they're talking about in this letter. They might not be paying attention to the fact that, oh, actually, this other person has been asking me to hang out and I haven't even tuned in. Yeah. Does any of that make sense? I know yeah, I just totally answered a lot. Sense. But would you but tell, I think it's, what do you I think tell it's, them, though, in the eight months it's passed? Like, hey, it just didn't come back. So take that information as like I they think, either have their own stuff to do or they did those yeah. things and they don't want to come back to this or they never needed to do anything. And that was the way that they chose to tell you they weren't going to give you what you wanted. I think... My 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 readout here is going. Yeah, but I what should I reach out to this person? Though that that person hasn't. Re- you you guys were doing something. That also, person said right like now. You said, they were one month in. That's all A's, baby. You're one, one month, month in, in. That's all A's. You're, you're playing all your A's. Yeah, you're one month in. Maybe this person wasn't feeling it, and they didn't do. Also, don't assume that people have great communication skills to tell you when they're not interested. They might, they might, and most people I think are like this, they'll string you along and they don't mean to do it. They don't mean to be fucking assholes, but they're not great at saying, Hey, I'm not interested and I don't know how to break this off because I don't want to hurt you. And that's what I mean when I say they're not trying to be fucking assholes. They're actually trying to be really nice. But what they don't realize is that lack of communication and just getting right to the point Mm -hmm. makes them look like assholes. Some people will hurt themselves so much longer than they'll hurt someone else. Yes. And they do it because they don't want to hurt you. They just don't want to hurt you. And that's fine, but it's not healthy for either of you. It's not a great way to be. Even though that's like, oh, that's nice. You're compassionate. You're caring. It's actually bad for you to be like that and it's bad for me (laughs) like in our relationship. I would say... And you're like, well, we run into each other at the store. Now you're talking about stuff you don't control. If you run into each other at the store, you run into each other at the store. Exactly. You say hi. You ask about them. You show them through your questioning you and through your like, conversation. How you doing? I'm great. Hey, I've really thought awesome. about you, and I hope that you're doing great. If that, you ever want to yeah. grab a drink sometime, I'd still be interested. Yes. But if not, hey, I get it. And uh, see I'm, the store. I'm so glad I ran into you. I've thought about That's you. It. You leave it at that, and you let that person decide you know what, maybe I, I should give Dan another chance. Like, maybe right. I should I should call him, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I... But I, see, Deuce asks us also, should I not have sent that follow-up email? And I say this. One, you already did. There's no exactly. point. You can't go back. When right. is what? When is Now, what? in the future, mm, I probably wouldn't send it because... Well, now you're giving future advice. You're giving, Now you're giving advice on something you can't go... You can't go back and unsend that email. <laughs> right. But I would say this. But you, I don't know that you needed to. Don't maybe you didn't need to. But don't allow yourself starting now to get hung up anymore on this email. Agreed. Because the reality is you sent that email. The reality is you do care. The reality is you're a good person and you showed it. And you showed it. And I'll and leave it. And that was if the universe puts you in the same room again, the universe puts you in the same room. Yes. But I think sometimes we misinterpret a page in a chapter as the entire book. That's a great point. We make a huge misinterpretation. We go, yeah, but this happened and this was my fucking book. And you just want to go, no, that was actually just one paragraph on a page in a chapter in a book. Or they think that's the chapter. Or they think it's a whole chapter. I think it's it's easy for me on the outside because the thing that I just said about chapters, paragraphs, books, I do that too with stuff. Yeah, it's easier for me to be aware of it for other people and to say, "Hey, I think that's what you're doing." Right. I'm probably doing it right now with five things. I agree. I was but thinking the same thing. If you can get to a point where you can recognize that and get rid of those expectations uh, and assumptions, you can maybe see it as what it is and just go, "Oh yeah, that was a thing with a person that was a month, and I checked and I did this, and that's just all it is." But why not turn so what your you, focus? What's your advice for Deuce on just still being hung up on this? Saying, hey, it's hard to let this go? Yeah, just that they're still, eight months later, still, and I'm not, I'm. this is my word, Deuce, not yours, but obsessing about this person, that they still have- You mean these... hypothetically someone who's obsessing, because maybe Deuce is like, I'm not obsessing, no, that's but what I'm, I'm saying. That's what, that was yeah, my yeah, word. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But yeah, no, I just mean like still just being hung up on it eight months later. That is the um, 
That is the acceptance of things. That is the when people go that that is the but work. Deuce would be in this room, and be like, "Yeah, but guys, it's been eight months. I can't stop thinking about but it." But that's the work. That is the work you have to do as a person. You have to do the work where you you accept. Acceptance isn't easy. Yeah, this situation is something you have to accept, and you go, "But I can't." There is no can't. Right. You, if you look at this situation, and you go, "This person never wants to be with me," but I can't stop thinking about them. You, the work you have to do is is to learn how to accept what it is and stop thinking about them. There's no one who says, yeah, and when a relationship doesn't work, the great thing about being a human being is that you immediately turn it off and move on to the next thing. That's no one ever. Right, yeah, because that's what I was going to say. There's nobody saying, we're not saying you have to accept it by tomorrow. Yeah. There's no by tomorrow, but you do have to accept it. Yeah. So allow yourself the freedom to know that you're going to accept this yeah. and it's going to be okay. Yes. That doesn't have to be by tomorrow. When you it's all right that it, it wasn't from three days ago. When is fucking what? Yeah. But it doesn't, it's okay. You just like, well, I just have to accept it. And if I ever see them, I wish them well. Yes. It's easier said than done. Daniel and I don't have to do the work, but right. make no mistake, we've had to do the work. Yeah. And we will have to do the work. This is something we all go through. Oh, there's people I Learning still miss. Learning to accept it. In my life? Yeah. I just mean like people have passed away. Like, Events, people, but I, relationships, things you should have done, things you're embarrassed that you did, things yeah. you greatly but regret. You just accept it. I have so many things I regret doing. I regret my behavior. I regret mm-hmm. and hate who I was. Mm-hmm. I, ha- I can't sit here and think about them all the time. I have to go, well, that got me to here, and I'm happy, and I accept all those things as events and things that occurred to get me here. I'm glad I'm still not that person. Right. And you have to see the situation the same way, Deuce. You have to see it as this happened, and now you're on to the next, you're on to the next page. Before we grow on out, can I, I just give a, like a little hypothetical to Deuce? Yes. Maybe it's okay to say to yourself. When you step back and you realize where the chapter really was and what part of the how much of the book that took up, that you maybe do maybe just big maybe all caps maybe but maybe Deuce you go. I was in this long relationship. It ended in January. A few months later, I met a girl who was great. We were together a month, and I and possibly I put a lot of oh this is going to be great into coming out of that bad relationship or ending that relationship. Maybe it wasn't bad, but just trying to get over that relationship. And then nothing came of that, and I was excited about something for the first time. So I think I'm having a hard time as a whole letting go of some of those things. Where was I coming out of that relationship? Then I found somebody, and I got all their A's for one month. Right. And then that kind of ended quicker than I wanted it to. So I think I was just maybe in a different place, and that's why I'm having a hard time letting go of what would have been the first great thing out of something painful. Yes. And just be like, okay. And then accept that about yourself. Yeah. To be like, I think I wanted a lot out of something after something bad had happened, and it didn't happen, and it feels unrequited, and I don't know what. I'm just having a hard time. Yeah. Great. That's okay. Not great as in positive, but that's okay. Yeah. And accept it. Yeah. Just accept it. And if you if the universe puts you together, say hello. Yeah. Be as your friend, I'm telling you, be chill. Be, be chill. light and say hello. Go easy on yourself. And if it doesn't, I mean yeah. two years from now you're don't put it on you either. Don't go, I'm I guess I'm not worthy. No, that's don't look not at it that way. Oh. No. I don't think that's coming out of this letter, but, but, but don't allow point. yourself to do that. That's a great point. Because there's listeners who do that. Right. Well, We've it must be that. me. Most people do. It that. must be me. And then you learn to I'm not the do loser. That. I'm always yeah. the the bad yeah, I get the bad end. I think you got to start to look at it this way. And this is my final thought okay. on it. Yeah, we'll Relationships do. we we learn about uh mostly I think at a young age through television and movies mm-hmm. and books and we get this very hyper fictionalized version of what relationships are. When in reality you are you none of us know what this experience is in our life. You don't know how any of this started. You don't know why you're here or why anything is anything. We don't know what any of our conscious awareness of anything actually is. 
And we're all experiencing it for ourselves and creating our own book of our life, of what this is. Mm -hmm. To try to decide that you're going to now co-write your book with someone else is not as simple as we caught each other's eyes at a New Year's Eve party. It's not as simple as a glance. It's not as simple as, ah, we bumped into each other at the park. That, that, That does happen for people, but it is so rare. It is so much bigger than that. And when someone isn't ready to co write a book, it's not necessarily you. But also just know that if that person never comes along, you are still someone writing a book. So continue to write your book and still make your book interesting and fun and different and yours. Don't concern yourself so much with going, yeah, but as human beings, we long for these experiences and we we need to all attach to each other and make more human beings. That's what you think this experience has to be. But this experience can be whatever you want it to be. I won't deny the fact that we 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 instinctually want connections mm-hmm. and we instinctually want love. It's there. It is there. But if you force it, you'll never find it. You just got to work on your own book. And if you come across a co-author and you guys are like, let's fucking write the rest of our books together and write two books as one book. I don't love how cheesy this <laughs> metaphor is. I do. <laughs> but if you decide to do that, then then you're doing it, and it is what it is. That could also end as well. But just just surf the wave. The wave is going to crash. It's going to yeah. break. You're going to fall off that surfboard. Meaning die in this particular... Whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I switched it to death. <laughs> don't. You know what I mean? Yes. That's what I want to say. I think it's good. Your pen pals, Roy Scott and Daniel Van Kirk. A podcast network. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future, especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at Let'sMakeAPlan.org.